Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Okay, so the self-discipline crown. I know you're saying this girl has lost her mind. (laughs) I probably have. I clearly might just be coming to you today with the mind of Christ because what has been revealed to me that I'm sharing with you from the pages of my journal really are just a powerful lesson. And I want you to know about this. You probably know. You're probably so far advanced and have read about all of this in the Bible and um, none of this will be new to you. But it's one of those revelations that kind of came to me and when it did, what it stopped me in my tracks. It's helping me to go deeper with storing up my treasures in heaven. So today what I'm going to share with you is what I learned about storing up my treasures in heaven and how that's affecting my journey in life, in all of the areas, in the role of motherhood, in the role of being a wife and keeping my house orderly and, you know, controlling my temper tantrums and not being so irritated in life and focusing my life on being a seeker and not a dieter and what I set my sights on in this world and the truth and the lies that I see in life, even in weight loss, you know, Um, why I'm not seeking the accolades of others about how thin I've become. No, why I'm seeking God seeing me. So this episode of the podcast is going to be about the self-discipline crown. The self-discipline crown, as I came to know it, is actually one of the treasures in heaven. If you were to study the Bible and do a study like I did of the five crowns, there are crowns in heaven. And basically these crowns in heaven are the ways that we're able to continue being blessed for what we do in our lives in heaven. It's the blessings we receive in heaven. It's the way that we truly store up our treasures. It's the blessing that we receive for being a good servant who in life, not only uh, who in life was a good servant who did what they were told and they were a faithful servant because they kept doing it. That is exactly what I want for you. I, I hope you get this today that it's one thing to know what they do, what to do. It's another thing to do what you're told and to be faithful in doing it so that when you get to heaven, God can look at you and say, you are a good and faithful servant. When I learned how to be a good and faithful servant, I learned that it was so that I wouldn't be wasting my life. And I learned in Revelation uh, 22, maybe 12, (laughs) that my reward in heaven was in accordance to the work I did on earth. What I did, not just what I said. There's so much truth in in just being obedient to what you know, not just, you know, having all the knowledge and not doing anything in the with knowledge, having the knowledge and then changing your life because of what you know. It's knowing better and doing better. It's 
recognizing James 4.17, that when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that that's sin. And applying that, like smearing it like it's peanut butter (laughs) across your entire piece of bread in your life, in all areas, even in weight loss. Weight Weight loss is no exclusion. The rewards in heaven are from the attitudes based on our desires here on earth, being a good and faithful servant. Because when we sacrifice to know and to obey God in heaven, we store up our treasure. And those treasures come in the form of five crowns. Now, I didn't know about these five crowns. I was kind of new to a lot of this deeper theological thing. I didn't know that the five crowns... Okay, so the five crowns are... There's In James 1.12, he talks about the crown of life. And that is where... God expects us in life and will bless us in the hereafter when we resist temptation of the world, when we avoid temptation. When we're avoiding temptation in our life, in the physical, as a human, that means that we see that temptation, but we know that God matters more. And in that is our inherent treasure, a blessing in heaven called the crown of life. Now, a lot of theologians basically see this crown of life as it's the basic crown that everybody gets. Like, you know, you're a Christian, you've been saved, you've been born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live with you. Um, The basic crown that you can expect as a treasure in heaven is the crown of life. Um, I remember even reading about this in Revelations. I think it was the beginning of Revelations, maybe one or two. I think it's two. You know, the crown of life, I mean, that's powerful. And that is what we're going to receive as Christians. I mean, what a beautiful thing to imagine. That's a treasure that you've already stored up in heaven, the crown of life. The second one is the crown of rejoicing. And I love this one because I remember studying about it, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and Philippians 4, 1, where this is the soul winner's crown. And this is where when you nurturing when you nurture other people and you are discipling other people, that you're considered the soul winner. You're gonna have a crown of rejoicing that you will be blessed with in heaven. And I like to see this as, you know, this is one of those ways where people are gonna come up to you when you become physically unrecognizable, and you might even be there now. And they're gonna say, How did you do that? Like, what did you do to lose the weight? Did you count calories? Did you count macros? Did you weigh grams? Did you, you know, whatever. Did you walk 10,000 steps a day? Um, And when you say to them, you know, I, I basically traded in the gym for him and I became a seeker. And I just sought God every day instead of, you know, trying to make myself earn a treasure on earth, which is a beautiful body. You have the potential in that occurrence by your life being an example to be a soul winner. This crown of rejoicing is the soul winner's crown. That's how I interpret it. I encourage you to go and look up those scriptures and just interpret it and recognize that, yeah, that's how you're storing up your treasures in heaven. Your physical transformation is not going to be lost on people, especially when you tell them that you did it seeking God. You have no idea how much you might change their lives because so many people value their physical appearance on earth here that it might just be the gateway opening to their salvation. So you don't realize how much you are an example. And if your transformation is huge, it's even that much more. So 
I'm just so thankful that I'm storing up the treasure of the crown of rejoicing, the soul winner's crown, because I'm allowing people to know the truth. I didn't seek the gym. I sought him. And you can do it too. Oh, it's powerful. The third one is called the imperishable crown. I love this one. I love this one. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27 is where I journaled from this one. This is where you you no longer focus your life on the perishable crown. You no longer focus on just the prize of arriving at skinny. You focus your life on the imperishable, the things that don't necessarily matter on this planet. This is you becoming who you were meant to be versus just arriving at skinny. There is no crown in heaven for having a toned <laughs> and fit body. I mean, let that sink in. Obviously, our physical matters to God. It does matter. But he's using your physical body right now as a means of your salvation to not only bring people to the kingdom, but also to help you focus your life. This is where you focusing your life on your values matters, even in weight loss. The imperishable crown. This is where you know this is a process of becoming that God is taking you through right now. He wants you to become somebody. And it means that in this becoming, you have to overcome this physical weight right now in order for him to shape and mold your character because it's all a part of your salvation journey. The imperishable crown is the self-disciplined crown and it's just exactly what you've been doing here this entire time in the seeker's method. It's your awakening to who you're becoming as being more important than just being thin. And I finally found the scripture to back up that little motto of mine. That's 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. Who you are becoming is more important than just being thin. So see this this third crown, the imperishable crown, as the self-discipline crown. First, the, first Timothy 4, 7 talks a lot about disciplining yourself for godliness and how you're not wasting time over godlessness or the, the worldly ideas or old wives' tales on this planet. Instead, you're training yourself, your discipline, what you're doing with your food and saying no and um, planning your week and planning your week and your AM and PM routines and your habits and your going to bed early and protecting your sleep and all of these things. This is you disciplining yourself. You're training yourself to be godly in all areas. You're disciplining your body and not living for your appetite and for your fleshly desires and your cravings and your lust of the flesh. When you do that, when you discipline yourself, God is developing you. And you know what? There is a reward in heaven for you for this. As you go deeper in your spiritual seeking life, there's a reward in heaven. That is your treasure. Your imperishable crown is coming from your self-discipline. See this third crown as your self-discipline crown. Self-discipline is rewarded in heaven. It talks about that in 1 Corinthians 9.25. We are disciplining ourselves right now as seekers for an eternal prize. Don't see this as I'm self-disciplining because I'm buffeting my body or I'm disciplining my body because I want to fit in that dress. No, no, this is so much bigger. God used your belly fat 
to help you receive your blessings in heaven. Your spiritual blessings come from your physical disciplines, what you physically discipline yourself here on this planet. You will be blessed for abundantly in heaven, in the spiritual places. You're also strengthening your spirit so that you can say no to the things that don't serve you right now. See how far away you can stay from sin in your life, even in weight loss. God is taking you on a journey right now, beautiful. <laughs> He's shaping your character. He's helping you to become who you were always meant to, be, meant to be. Discipline yourself to say no. Get as far away. If you want to track something, start tracking how far away you can get from sin. Teach your body that it is not running the show. You are not mastered by your cravings. You are not mastered by your food stories. You are not mastered by the beliefs that, you know, well, I do this because my mom did it or my dad did it. You are not mastered by um, the food that is at the picnic that you weren't anticipating. You are not mastered by the belief that I only get to eat this meal once a year when I come to my mother's house for Thanksgiving. You are not mastered by the lusts of your flesh. Take those thoughts captive. Make them obedient to the word of God. There is an eternal prize waiting for you. We are disciplined for that eternal prize. See how far away you can get from sin. The fourth crown, the crown of righteousness. Ah, oh, doesn't that just sound amazing? Now, this is one where it will help you in those Quiet, private moments when you think you're alone. <laughs> Second Timothy 4, 8 talks about this. This is where the Lord sees your heart and your actions that nobody else sees. This is why I plan my weakness because I know that I'm weak around those potato chips, okay? Truth be told, I'm so weak around those potato chips. I ev I'm even more weak around those potato chips when I'm PMSing. So you better believe that as soon as my cycle ends, I stock up on all of the foods that are going to help me when my flesh is weak because I know my Father in heaven sees what I think and feel in private. He knows if I'm sneaking the food or eating, polishing off half of the lasagna when nobody's looking because the world has taught me that the calories don't matter if nobody saw you eat it, right? They do matter. Not only that, but there's a crown of righteousness as you are spiritually matured to get stronger, to go deeper with God, to trust him more fervently, to just really know that he sees your heart and he sees the actions that nobody else sees. So plan your weaknesses, anticipate your obstacles and your struggles. The fifth crown is the crown of glory. Now, this is, I got my notes here from 1 Peter five, one through four, I think it is. It might be one through four. I think it's one through four. This is the crown of glory to be received from shepherding here on earth. And my encouragement for you right now is to be an example. If you say to people, I'm seeking God and he is strengthening me and that is how I'm losing weight. Know, like I said earlier, that that is not lost on people. You are an example. When you become unrecognizable, and you tell people that you have been seeking God instead of a number on the scale, you don't even realize that that's you shepherding and you're bringing people to the kingdom. So I encourage you 
to just keep doing that, to keep digging deeper, allow God, make a choice in your life because we need to make choices that keep us from wasting our life. God wants you to invest in your own life. And I have found that the way that I invest my life is I see that my time is valuable. It's the only thing I have. It's my only commodity, really. And when I see my life as an investment and I try to invest my life, that's because I'm focused. My, I focused my every step, my every day on my values because my values are in alignment with God's values. So I encourage you to make a choice in your life to see that you are shepherding, shepherding people. You are an example. Make a choice. Focus on, on what God wants you to do in this life and center your life by center your life on your values. Center it on Christ. Center everything that you're going to do this year and then break it down by what you're going to do every month, every week, every day on your Christ-like values. Because the reality is, is if you don't see your life as an investment and you don't focus on your Christ-like values, you're going to get confused and you're going to get lost because this life is confusing and full of opportunities for us to get lost, to get off of the narrow path. There are things in this life that are just not wrong. They're not wrong. Food is not wrong. Cake is not wrong. Pizza is not wrong. But these things will keep you or they will, they will keep you from or they will get in your way of stepping into and through into the life that God has planned for you stepping through the difficulty thing the difficult things to be made stronger it's there are things in life that need to get out of your way you need to get rid of your food stories your excuses your fat mat these things are weighing you down and they're keeping your life from being a rich investment to be used for God's kingdom they're going to keep you from storing up your treasures in heaven. There are things that we can do. Those five, those are the five crowns, by the way. There are things that we can do that will keep us from our treasures and our crowns. That doesn't mean that we're going to lose our salvation if we do things. No, it just means that there's another realm here. There's another realm that could be keeping you from your treasures in heaven. And a few of them are, that I've made note of, are... One of them, one of the things that can keep you from your treasures or your crowns in heaven is, oh, this is going to get good, the lust for comfort and convenience in your life. This is part of the sin epidemic, the culture in our world. The culture in our world, society has taught, taught us to worship comfort and easiness. No, we're not supposed to do that. When we're living as a servant to Christ, that means that we can expect difficulties and expect things to be inconvenient. You know, you know how hard that is. You are on a weight loss journey. You're trying to say no to your favorite foods by swapping it until you drop it. We know how difficult that is. But when we're facing the difficult and seeing that God is making us stronger, we're releasing our worship of easy. We're releasing our worship of comfort because we know God said that things are going to be hard. And when you live with your treasures being stored in heaven instead of in this flesh, that is you truly being a servant to Christ. 
it tells us in Revelation, Revelations 3.11 tells us to, um, to know that, that Christ is going to be here soon and that we're to hold fast to what we have so that nobody would take away our crown. We're to use what God has given us in this life to live for Christ and that God will commend us for this. Remember, when we are holding on to our treasures in heaven, we need to be aware of the fact that there are lusts in our life. There are things in our life that could keep us from storing up those treasures. That, again, is not meaning that we're going to lose our salvation. It's just the loss of our rewards. And you know what? That, that gave me so much power when I stepped into that awareness. Oh, I could talk for days on that. Okay, the second thing that you could do to lose your stored up treasure and your crowns in heaven is the lust for recognition, even in weight loss. I'm spinning this one a little bit because it pertains to us in weight loss. We don't aim to seek the applause from others in our weight loss journey. That's how I started out. I wanted people to say, look at her in a bikini at the age of whatever with three little kids at the beach. And I couldn't lose a single pound. I couldn't say no to the wine. I couldn't say no to all of the things. I couldn't get to the point of recognition because I was lusting for that recognition. Mm -mm. Now I see that recognition. When When I do things for recognition, I'm so weak. I can't do it. Because God has taught me now to seek approval from him. Oh, to be, I need to be aware at all times when I'm seeking the approval of man and to consciously take that thought obedient because my approval comes from God himself. The third thing that we can do to lose our treasures in our, our crowns in heaven is um, not trusting God. Having our security of knowing and trusting God and not doubting him. So when we doubt God, when we think that this weight loss isn't going to happen because we're doing it the seeker way, not the world way of dieting, I just encourage you to trust that he is doing something major in your life and to surrender your willpower and to just pick up your God power because When you act and live in accordance to your willpower, that's a way that you could be surrendering some of the treasures that you've stored up in heaven. I encourage you to just present your body as a living sacrifice. You, we have all of God. God has given us all of him. He's asking us to give all of ourselves for him. Okay? He gave us all of him. Now we need to give him all of us. The fourth thing that we can do, and I'll just end it with four, is to be prideful. To think that, you know, we can arrive at skinny just by willpower. To just have pride existing in our lives. And that, I could talk for days on that one, but, you know, I, there were ways where I was, you know, very materialistic and was prideful in my existence. And my the fruit of my flesh every day was evidence of the way that pride was manifesting in my life. And the minute I took control of my calendar and started saying, 
Uh uh-uh, I need to humbly step into God's will and align my values with God's values. And the minute I did that, every day my calendar looks different. I've adopted the motto, and I, I, I share this with you today, and I encourage you to just let this sink in, that Martin Luther shares. <clears throat> I love that he says there are only two days on his calendar. There's today, and there's the day that he meets Christ. Ah, oh, isn't that powerful? Doesn't that help you anchor your thoughts in heavenly places to store your treasures in heavenly places? Oh. All right, let me, I digress. Let me keep going. 2 Corinthians 2, 5.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10. Those, that always trips me up when it's a 2 Corinthian kind of thing. I always, it is 2 Corinthians 5.10. There will be a day where we appear for judgment in front in front of God for the things that we have done in our physical bodies. So if that matters, what we do with our body matters. Our body matters to God. What we do in the physical matters to God. Therefore, your physical disciplines matter to God. Your body is his temple. Romans 6 tells us that our body is to be an instrument of righteousness. How are you allowing your body to be positioned so that it can be an instrument of righteousness? I think about that. That's just powerful. And the reality is, is when I sin or if I give in to my cravings, I notice that that impurity that I'm, you know, seeking that satiation, that craving of the flesh, all of that, when I seek that fullness of food and I kind of when I'm full of food, I, there's less space available in my body, in my soul, for the Holy Spirit to exist. And in that, I see myself as being impure and that, that God basically can't use me. And it's so true because when I eat that food, it limits my cognitive comprehension to the extent that I'm not able to effectively communicate. So I have found that my values, my faith, my family, my obedience, my leadership, my joy, when I don't follow the obedient, when I don't follow the leadership voice of the Holy Spirit and I'm not following his leading and being obedient to my meal plan, God is not able to use me as an instrument of righteousness. How are you blocking God from using your body as an instrument of righteousness? Is your body his instrument? And what is blocking that? So in closing, I just encourage you to, you know, lose your life for Jesus' sake in order that you might gain and start to see how you can really change your life by focusing your life in on aligning with God. Allow balance to create, allow there to be balance in your life so that you can invest your life. Schedule your days in accordance and in alignment with your values. Align your values with God. If you don't know how to do the value assessment, if you didn't do it, ask me about it. I'll make sure that you get the value assessment. But my encouragement for you today is to just know that when you are heavenly focused and you focus on storing up your treasures in heaven instead of earth, and you focus on who 
God is developing you to become as opposed to just arriving at skinny, ah, life is going to be not only amazing and balanced and in alignment, but it's going to feel like it's an investment and it's going to be easier. So I encourage you, think about these five crowns, put them in the context of your life and what you need to change in your life. Make sure that you are heaven focused, that your treasure is in heaven and that you are focused accordingly. And the way that you apply that and walk that out in life is by setting up and scheduling your every day in accordance to your values. And I, you know, I just want to leave you with, if I can do this, you can do it too. Have a good day.